This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about building positive relationships with families. And this is an important topic when it comes to teacher burnout because families can inadvertently contribute to teacher burnout when there's a lack of understanding of what the teacher's doing, when there's communication challenges, and even issues with boundaries. So today, I just want to talk about how we build those positive relationships with families and then what to do when a parent or a caregiver is upset and how to handle that situation. So I want to start with how to build positive relationships with families. So first, get to know families. And my favorite way to get to know families is to start out by doing surveys and learning more about them. And your survey could have questions such as what, um, you know, when do you work? What's the best way to reach you? What is the best way to communicate? Is it email? Is it phone? Um, How can I get a hold of you? Those are all important questions to ask parents. But then also asking them, what goals do they have for their child? You know, find out what they would like to see from their child that year. What areas do they think their child struggles in? And this will give you an input on what the family is thinking and where they're coming from. So families love when their input is valued. So getting doing a survey and getting input is so important. Also making sure to have open communication. Make sure that you reach out to families and you're not waiting for them to contact you. Have multiple ways to communicate with them through phone, email, messaging apps, And the biggest thing I can say about messaging apps is a lot of times parents have to sign up to be in the group, and sometimes you don't get parents and families signed up who you need to communicate with, and you send out a a group text to your class, and those are the parents who don't get it. So I really encourage you to make sure that everybody's either on the app that you're sending everything out or you're communicating it in multiple ways, even if it's through paper Um, phone, email, whatever you need to do, but make sure that you're reaching out to those families. Also, if you haven't heard from a family in a long time, instead of waiting for them to contact you, for example, if they have not signed up for a conference, reach out to them, you know, try to call them, reach out in multiple ways. Also be clear and communicate how your classroom runs at the beginning of the year. Let parents and families know about expectations, what homework policies you have, when you're available to be contacted, The beginning of the year is a perfect time to set boundaries with families and let them know when they can contact you, when you're available. So for example, I know with the messaging apps, a lot of times, you know, parents will contact teachers at eight o'clock at night on these messaging apps. 
And if teachers respond back, then they're say, saying that there is no boundary of time that they're not able to be contacted. Where if you don't respond until the next day when you're at school, you're setting that boundary. And so letting parents know about that boundary is also really important. Also inviting parents and family members into the classroom. Get, get them in as volunteers. You know, we have lots of volunteers in our building that read with students, that help teachers in the classroom, whatever you can do to get them in the building. Host special events. I've seen teachers do readers theaters. They do writers cafe. We have a wax museum in third grade. There's a lot of different ways that you can get parents into the classroom and into the building. So create those events, find ways to get them in. Also make sure to respect cultural differences. Show interest and learn more about the family's culture and what's important to them. Also make sure to check your own biases and what assumptions you might have about certain cultures. And then allow students and families to share about their culture with the class. So if there's a certain holiday they celebrate that maybe um, isn't as common in your school. So in our school, a few kids, not all, celebrate Ramadan. So they come in and they share about it with their class. So it's really um, interesting to hear about it from that student's perspective because not everybody celebrates that or even knows about that holiday. So allowing kids or family members to come in and share about their culture is a way to bring families into the building. Also make sure that you're positive with parents and sharing positive information. Remember that parents and family members, they don't want to hear negative things about their kids all the time. In PBIS, when we think about positive behaviors, interventions, and supports, we talk about teachers giving students four positives for every one negative comment. Well, it's the same for parents. Parents don't want to hear all negative things about their child. They're not going to answer the phone when the school calls if they hear all negative things. You know, they're not going to respond back to you if everything they hear is negative. So remember to share positive things or things that their child is doing well. Um, I think that that's such a huge thing that sometimes we forget because we want to be transparent with parents, which I think is so important to be transparent and let them know about things happening in the classroom. However, we also have to remember that we have to be sharing those positive things more than we're sharing the negative things. So now I want to go into what to do when a parent is upset. So the first tip I have is to listen to understand their point of view. Don't try to be right. So put yourself in that parent's shoes and try to really understand where they're coming from. Because if you're just focusing on being right, then you're never going to understand their point of view or where they're coming from. Also make sure to apologize if you made a mistake. Don't get defensive. As soon as we start getting defensive when someone's trying to explain their point of view, it's just going to make them more upset. Instead, if you made a mistake, just apologize. We're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. And the best thing you can do is own up to them. So make sure that you're not getting defensive, but instead you just own up when you could have done something differently. Also, don't get into a texting or email chain back and forth. Call the parent so both sides can hear the tone. Because sometimes parents will email really upset and so instead of you getting upset back and it's just this back and forth and you read the tone and it doesn't sound great you know when you're talking on the phone you're able to explain what happened listen to where they're coming from you can empathize you can um, really just share and have a better conversation than back and forth in text where you can't tell tone also work together to come up with a solution to the problem that you can both agree on. So whatever the problem is or whatever the parent's upset about, really work to come up with a solution together. And then a couple days later or a week later, follow up. That way you can see if the situation's gotten better, 
That way the parent knows that you care about the situation, that you actually did what you said you were going to do. That helps build trust in the relationship and that you follow up and you're doing what you said you would do. So that follow-up is really important for building trust and just showing that you care. And also, if you have a really upset parent, involve administration if needed. Maybe you could get some tips on how to deal with it or even just some support in a meeting if you need another person there. So that's another tip if you have an upset parent. So those are just some tips that I have for working with parents. But just remember that having a good relationship with families and parents is really important to your own teacher burnout and is also to just healthy, positive relationships with parents and students. Students need to know that everybody is a team and they're on the same page. So those positive relationships really go far. I remember I had a student um, that the mom had a really negative experience with school. And anytime I would call, she didn't want to answer. And throughout the year, we built this relationship where I finally got her in and and she volunteered in our classroom and she actually loved it and became a huge part of our classroom. And that year I saw that student thrive so much. And I attribute that to the fact that the mom was so involved in the classroom and saw how much her involvement in school really made an impact for her child. So she was working with her more outside of school. She was supporting things that we were doing in the classroom. And it really made the perfect environment for the student to thrive and grow. So that was just one example I personally have where I saw a parent who helped make her child the little girl just made so much progress because of her support in the school and us having that positive relationship and good communication. So you really can make a difference by having that. So I really encourage you to focus on building those positive relationships, especially at the beginning of the year and letting parents know what those boundaries are. That's really going to help with your burnout and set the tone for the rest of the year on when you're available to contact parents. So make sure that you're setting those boundaries and that you're also Um, sticking to the boundaries that you set. So I hope that you found that helpful. Um, Remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. On my Instagram, you can find a link to my course on setting boundaries. So if you want more, I have a free course on setting boundaries. And so also um, make sure to go subscribe to this podcast. And I would love if you leave feedback and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.